Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. It is the New Year's Eve edition, and I am excited to be here. This is part four of the Clarity Series, because when you're looking at the new year, you're looking at, what do I want? Everybody is. Like, man, what do I want this next year? And that's cool. But if you can get really, really, really clear on what you want, you're more likely to get it because then you can come up with a plan to get there. So you can think about the specific outcomes you want and you can have a plan to get there. More importantly, you can then make sure that each piece of your plan has a specific intention, which as we discussed in the last episode, will create a superpower of sorts that will keep you from getting distracted, will keep you from getting dragged off course. And if there's one way I know of <laughs> to accomplish something, it's not about being the best. It's not about having the most complex plan. It's not about, you know, moving, moving through the journey as fast as possible. It's about simply staying the course and not getting blown off course. And so that's what clarity can provide. That's exactly what clarity can provide. And it's like, most people kind of know what they want, right? They're like, Oh, I'd, I'd like to six pack abs. That'd be nice. But they're all, but then they're like, Oh, you know what though? I don't want to carry around a bunch of chicken and uh, tilapia and like Tupperwares. And I want to be able to go to restaurants. Ah, now we're talking. So you do, you do know that you want a more aesthetically pleasing body. You do know that you want to look jacked and have some swagger, but you also know how you want your lifestyle to be around. You're like, dude, I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder either. And, and just like not have a social life. Cool. No, that's good. That doesn't mean you're lazy. That means you have clarity on what you want and you can design a plan specifically that will move you in the direction of getting leaner and getting more muscular, but also make sure that you're enjoying the life experiences you want to enjoy while you get there. So now that you have a specific plan that is in alignment with what you want, you can build each piece of the plan to have a specific intention. And when you know exactly what every action does to move you closer, you can put blinders on and not get distracted by the shiny, shiny objects and stay the course and actually make more progress. And that's freaking dope. Now the question comes up, how do I know if I'm making progress? How do I know if I'm moving along? Ah, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how do I know that I'm moving in the right direction? It's, we're, going to, we're going to talk about keep. Uh, key performance indicators, KPIs, and different benchmarks you can have to know you're moving in the right direction. Cool. So before we get into that, head over to missingpeacepodcast.com. See, see what Angie's got going on. You, get, we're link, you can see links to our Instagrams over there, which is great. We're a little bit more active on Facebook, specifically in our Facebook group, which you can join through that page as well, where we do free trainings every day. And then we have... Um, a bunch of the giveaways we do in the Facebook group, we actually have them on that Missing Peace podcast website as well. Or if you go to Angie's or mine, we have like different stuff geared for guys and girls. Download some of that stuff, see what we're all about, and head on into the Facebook group and uh, interact with us that way. All right? Now, um, getting into it, how how do I know I am moving in the right direction? This, <laughs> this is the million-dollar question. This is everything. Because, you know, for so long... Not for so long. I don't know why I said that. So many people for so many different endeavors, they're not telling themselves a complete story about if they're headed in the right direction. In business, this could simply be like, oh my gosh, you know, um, I'm making more money. Top line. Cool. 
That's good. But what other performance indicators are there that might tell you that that's a good idea or a bad idea? If your top line's growing, but your bottom line is shrinking, are you really moving in the right direction? I don't know. <laughs> you know, um, if you're hiring more employees, but you're taking home less money, are you moving in the right direction? Again, that's going to come down to clarity. For me, the answer is yes, <laughs> because I'm all about hiring out as, as many talented people who can do jobs better than I can so that I can have a little bit more freedom in my life. Right. So again, it comes down to clarity. But once you have clarity about what you want and you've created a plan to get there, you do need to have certain benchmarks to keep you going along the way uh, to make sure that you're making progress along the way. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to, I'm going to talk specifically about fitness ones because there's a lot of confusion about that. A lot of people are like, dude, uh, I'm using one indicator, the scale, right? Oh, my weight is going down or it's not. And that's it. That, that, you know, and it's like, dude, the scale is an important piece of data. But it's one piece of data and it's not telling the whole story. So we have to remember that for most people, and, and we're going to talk specifically about aesthetics here because, dude, you know you want to look better. You know you do. Everybody does. Um, and so what does aesthetics come down to? It comes down to having more muscle and having less body fat, essentially, right? To a certain point. And <clears throat> how do you measure those things specifically? Because at a certain point, you might be trying to lose weight to lose body fat. So how do you know you're losing body fat and still hanging on to muscle? Right? That's, that's a really good question that we're going to have. Or um, if, if the scale's not moving as much, how do I know that I'm getting leaner? Not everybody has access to get a DEXA scan that tells them their exact body fat percentages and stuff. And so what you want to do is not only have some KPIs, some key performance indicators in play, but then you want to have um, a consistent way of taking them. And then you want to be able to, uh, to, to read the data and see what the story is telling you. So the KPIs that I use are um, scale weight. Yes, I use that. Tape measure. And we can use that in a couple of different ways. Pictures. Because at the end of the day, like we're going for a look. Pictures are going to help you discover if you're looking better or not. And then the last piece is, you know, how you feel, man. Like, if you feel good, does it really matter if you're 193 or 197? Like, probably not, right? And so let's start here. Scale weight. Generally speaking, you know, if you're trying to cut body fat, like the scale is going to go down in most cases, right? So cool. All right. So the scale is going down. Next question becomes... Am I hanging on to muscle while the scale goes down? Ah, that's a good question. And so muscle is a little bit trickier to, to gauge, right? And so there's, there's a couple ways to do it. One is the tape measure. And so I know that if my scale is going down and my waist is getting smaller, but my arms are staying the same, or, you know, even getting bigger, that'd be sweet. Or possibly, you know, even even taking a slight dip, I'm probably hanging on to muscle, right? So the tape measure is a good way to see like, oh, okay, my proportions haven't changed in the areas I, wa I don't want them to, right? Like I, I want my shoulders and my chest uh, to, to maintain a certain measurement and I want my waist to go down. Like generally speaking, that's what most dudes want. So that's a, that's a good way to use a tape measure for that um, process. And then... The other way is in the gym. So I know that like 
I'm going to tell you this right now. If you are in a, if you're in a dramatic cut, like you're in a dramatic fat loss phase, like you're going to lose inches or not inches, but like you're going to, the, the tape measure is going to get smaller on your arms. Like I promise you. And it's not necessarily because you're losing muscle. It's, it could just be that you're storing less water because you've eaten less carbohydrates and that sort of thing. All good. So there's another good indicator of whether you are maintaining or possibly even building muscle. And that's in a gym and that's with a 10 rep. Uh, max. And so you you can look at movements. You can look at a, the big compound movements. So something like a barbell row, a barbell bench press, barbell squat, deadlift. And you can even do some isolation movements like a bicep curl or a skull crusher for your triceps. And what you can do is say, Hey, if I can still, if my, if I can still do the same amount of reps and, and you want to look specifically in the 10 range, um, you can lose muscle and, and make that muscle stronger for your one to three rep max, right? So we're looking specifically in the 10 range. If, if the same weight is still moving for, you know, around the same reps, I probably kept muscle. If I'm doing the same weight for, you know, that I used to do 10 reps for, and I'm doing 12 reps, I've gained muscle. And as far as that measurement goes, because I've been in a cut and my arms are measuring smaller, as soon as I start eating more food and filling my carbohydrate stores back up, it will be a noticeable difference in the mirror, right? And so I want to point that out. So you can measure, you can certainly use a tape measure to help pull the whole story together. But then if you really want to know if you're losing or gaining muscle, um, using a compound barbell movement is a really good way to do it. And in seeing where you're at in the, you know, 10 plus rep range as compared to where you were before. So maybe every four to six weeks, you just dedicate a whole workout to that. You just dedicate, you know, one total body session where you go, boom, I, uh, I warm up a couple sets and then do, you know, estimate, um, uh, a weight that I can do for 10 reps and I crank it out, you know, and then I compare it to the last time. That's a really easy way to do it. And so that's, that's how, that's how I kind of determine whether I'm keeping or getting muscle. Now, that being said, pull-ups or something like that, not really a good indicator of if you are holding on to muscle. Why is that? Because dude, if I'm losing body weight, <laughs> I'm naturally going to be able to do more pull-ups. So, so it's very specific when I want to figure this out, I'm going to, I want to do a barbell lift and I want to do something where my body is stationary in my specific muscle groups are pulling the weight. Okay. Secondly, um, so we got the tape measure there. Then we get the pictures. Here's where pictures need to be consistent. I recommend being consistent across the board in a couple of different ways. First of all, the same day of the week, same day of the week. Okay. Because quite frankly, I'm going to look a little bit different Wednesday morning than I am on Sunday morning. It's facts of life. Even if I don't have like some crazy weekend bender, um, on the weekends, I will, my sleep, I will probably sleep a little bit more than I normally do. I will probably eat a lot more foods, even if I'm in the same calorie range that I don't normally eat. So during the week, I tend to be just more like bland and plain stuff that just energizes me and keeps me going, you know, through my workday. And then on the weekends, you know, there might be multiple restaurant meals or even if there's not a restaurant meal, like have a couple of drinks at home, have some foods we don't normally eat because, you know, we'll take a little bit longer to cook and that sort of stuff. All this shit is going to change the way my body holds water and stuff like that. So, I'm, so it's like, hey, that's fine if I know that, but I know that by Wednesday, of every single week, Wednesday or Thursday, I've been doing my normal weekday routine, which isn't going to vary that much, you know, for, for two to three days by that point. So if I take my pictures every Wednesday or Thursday morning, let's just call it, 
um, my body's going to be more or less in the same state. And along that same line, you know, um, make sure that you're taking them around the same time of day. Because, you know, ideally, just first thing when you wake up is probably the best time because you haven't ingested anything yet. You know what I mean? That could affect the way you look on camera. So it's like, dude, if I if I take them at four in the afternoon in one week, I've had, you know, one week I just happened to chug 60 ounces of water before I took the picture or I drank a couple of Diet Cokes that day that got me all bloated out or I've eaten a couple of different meals. My body's going to be a different state It's going to be in a different state. So I would highly recommend same day of the week, same time of day. Ideally, that same time of day uh, is first thing in the morning when you wake up before you ingest anything. And then the last piece of consistency is lighting. You know, obviously like, you know, in the fitness industry, there's so much, um, you see before and afters that is total bullshit. They're not total bullshit. Like the person makes good progress, but also you can tell like in one of them, they're flexing and one of them, the lighting is different, right? In one of them, they're tan, one of them, they're pale. So it's like, if you really want to have the most clear data, you are going to have the lighting being exactly the same. So the simple way to do that is to take it in the same place every day. So now not only is the lighting the same, but the background's the same. There's every, everything's the same, right? Um, one thing that I'm going to do, because I'm actually going to go through a very, I'm, I'm doing a little experiment to my own where I want very, very consistent um, progress pictures. So I'm just going to get um, studio lighting. It's, dude, it's cheap on Amazon. They're, they're not that expensive, like the, the box lights. And I'm going to set them up in, in the same way on the same wall. So that regardless of, you know, like if the sun is shining outside and into my room or not, I'm just going to close the blinds and have the exact same lighting every single time to get the truest picture. Right. And so the point is, these key performance indicators, when taken correctly and taken consistently, will let you know if you're on the right track. Because the second, you know, after you have the KPIs and you're taking them consistently, you got to know how to read the story, how to grade them, right? How to determine if you need to change a course of action or not. And for most people, you know, like I said, we're, we're going for a look here. And so... If you're, if the scale's not moving and you're wondering, man, am I losing fat? Am I losing fat? And the scale's not really moving that much. But then you look at the pictures and there's a dramatic difference and your arms have gotten bigger and your waist has gotten smaller. Dude, you're crushing it. You're absolutely crushing it. And and likewise, it's like, maybe the scale is dropping. Maybe it's dropping rapidly. You're like, dude, is that all coming from fat? And then you're like, I am so much weaker. Dude, you may have lost some muscle, man. Maybe it's time to eat a little bit more food. Just see what's up. Um, understanding how to read the data and, and understanding how it's important to you in your specific situation is one of the best things that you can do. Now, of course, I used today an example of something that's important to a lot of guys. Women are going to be very similar. They may care less about their arm and shoulder measurements and more about their hip and waist measurements. I don't know. Like, It's up to you. Right. But the, um, and, and some guys not may give, may not give a shit about this. And of course I didn't even talk about performance metrics, you know? So I'm like, if you're, if you're tra- training for some sort of endurance event, or if you're training to get stronger, you're going to use KPIs that are in alignment with that. And I'm just not going to get into it today because that's a whole different discussion. That's got a whole array of possibilities. I just want to drive home. The point is that you need to have objective factors to look at, to, to know, to determine if you're on the right course, you need to be able to report those numbers correctly and consistently 
<laughs> right? Because if you're, if you're all over the place with how you collect the data, it's not really going to do you any good. So know the numbers, know how to collect them consistently, and know how to read them to see if, if you're moving in the right direction or if you need a course correction. And of course, like if that's all completely foreign to you, then come work with us. Like that's what we do. We teach people how to do. We teach people exactly how to do that stuff, so that ultimately, when you when you speak that language, you're able to do all those things for yourself, and you're able to continue on the path, and always be assured that you're making progress and having objective data to know that you're on the on the right path. So that's what I got for you guys for today. Have an awesome New Year's. I'm so excited for 2022 and. Uh, Talk to you soon.